Tomorrow night we have more adventures in time and space as Professor Watt faces off against the deadly Dahls. But now, on the best Bard company, we have through the night coverage of the election as the country goes to the polls with Jeremy Vines and Fiona the Bruce. Hello and welcome to this special election night coverage for the Best Bard Company. As you can see by my tree-ish complexion, I am the news dryad, Jeremy Vines. Today the people of this country set out in the freezing cold to cast their ballots and choose their local members of parliament. All those members will come to parliament to sit with their parties and if one has a majority, they can form a government. The main contenders are, of course, the Unicorn Party, led by Prime Minister Tarmac Goodlands, who will be hoping to return to number 10. The main opposition, the Fable Party, led by Gorlak the Betrayer, the first goblin ever elected to Parliament and hoping to be the first in office. The small parties, too, are fighting for relevance. If the results come back and there is no clear majority, we will have a hung Parliament, and it will be up to those smaller parties to decide with whom they go into coalition or form some kind of non-formal agreement. The true neutral party, led by Paddock Grasscrown, have traditionally been the largest of the smaller parties and went into coalition with the Unicorns not too long ago. The Gunge Party have been making surges of late, as have Dungip. The SDP have been writhed in scandal and infighting, and it will be a miracle if they can cling on to a few seats. Our resident yeti, Peter of Snow, will be using the latest technology to make sense of all of this. Peter. Yes, and here we are with our special CGI. That's conjugation generated imagery to visualize exactly what's happening. Here we have our swingometer, a giant Ouroboros we have, painted with the various colors of the different parties. It will start eating its own tail as the results come in to show us exactly what the new parliament will look like. Um, uh, Peter, how exactly does this help us visualize the new parliament? Well, well, you see, it eats up the lost seats, and then the, the new seats, it, well, well, you see it, we, we can, we can paint new bits of it. You don't know, do you, Peter? I, 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 I do know, it's just, look, we had the budget for an Ouroboros. I'd have been a fool not to take it. Peter, thank you. Throughout the night, we will have analysis from our team of experts who will be reading the tea leaves and talking with people on the front lines. Fiona the Bruce will be taking them head on. That's right, Jeremy. Here upon the balconies, I will be taking the politicians on and asking them to explain themselves and what's just happened in this election. I'm joined by former Prime Minister Tony Bayer, who I'm sure will be watching with interest. I will also be joined by Sir Nigel Hatred of the Dungeons Independence Party. And finally, I will be speaking to the former Mayor of Parliament Hexagon, bungling Uncle Boris and his amazing singing teeth. 
We also have our reporters down in the trenches, talking with the candidates as the results come in. The ghost of Trinity Wells will be frittering from constituency to constituency as the night goes on. Yes, Jeremy, I'm here in Gundland South where we'll be expecting the first result of the night in a few minutes' time. I will be getting instant reactions on the ground and forcing people to answer questions for which they have no time to prepare. In just a few moments, we will be able to reveal the results of our exit poll. We used a system by which we assess the popularity of each party in each constituency and determine who is most likely to win, and thus create a projection of what we think has happened tonight. This will not be the final result. It is just an exit poll. It has a margin of error of about five either way. This election must count as one of the most fascinating and unpredictable in recent memory. We've heard tales of demon sheriffs, undead dragons, resurrected former prime ministers, and zombies casting ballots, not to mention a shocking leadership election for Fable and a controversial inquiry in the House of Lords. So, let's start by getting that exit poll as the time is just coming up. As I said, we considered all the past results as well as the current bonuses for each party. Before a single vote is counted, we are able to project who we think has won. Remember, you still have five seconds left to cast your vote before we are legally allowed to show our exit poll. As Large Len tolls out, we are ready to do just that. And so, here we go. And we are saying that Fable is the largest party. Note they don't have a majority at this stage. Let's have a look at the breakdown here. Uh, the Unicorn Party could be dropping as low as 58 seats. That would be down 18. A devastating night for the Unicorn Party. Fable Party could be on 71. We could go as high as 76. That would be an increase of either 6 or 12. The True Neutral Party on 10. That would be up 4. Gunge Party, we are predicting to gain 2 seats. The SDP may just cling on to that one solitary seat, and Dungip don't seem to have made any impact at all and remain on zero. Now, remember, this is only the exit poll. This is not the final result. That will come much later in the night. Peter Snow, what's the CGI visualizer looking like? Well, Jeremy, if this exit poll is correct, we have seen a massive swing towards Fable. But it doesn't look like it's been enough to secure Gorlap the Betrayer the majority he so desperately needs. Let's take a look at the Swing Ouroboros. Oh god, it's a- it's a- it's a scout! Um, yes, we'll uh, we'll come back to Peter later in the night. Let's uh, let's start by talking to some of our guests. Uh, Mix Dareth Moonbeam, you've been a campaigner for the Fable Party. Uh, what do you make of this exit poll? Uh, I mean, it's um, quite remarkable, but truly, it's too early in the night to really say anything, isn't it? We can uh, bring in Mr. Anderson, a campaigner for the Unicorn Party. I uh, Do we have to? Uh, well, I take it you uh, disagree with Mix Moonbeam. 
Well, we have to wait for the results to come in. I would agree on that. It would uh, be foolish to comment on this exit poll without uh, any real results. But it uh, does look like an utter disaster for your party, doesn't it? No, 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 no. More than a third of this country has voted for us at this election. I hardly call that a disaster. Uh, Mix Moonbeam, uh, the fact that Gorlak has been unable to safely secure a majority, isn't that something of a condemnation of his leadership? He's won more points than um, our previous leader, or I think Tony Bear, and again, just an exit poll. We're going to have to have a lot of Red Bull and deal <laughs> with the wings that it gives us. Okay, um, well, uh, given that Mr. Gorlak has been playing some very dirty tricks this uh, this campaign, you heard about that business with the brain creature, you know, I assume? Yes, it was rather rather disgusting, if you ask me. Uh, what does Mix and Moonbeam have to say about that? Um, well, um, that has absolutely nothing to do with us. Um, horrible timing, truly. We feel for everybody there, um, and we wish all of the brains of that constituency some very good therapy. <laughs> We can, we're also joined by Pelicos the Various and Tilda North Wanderer. Hello. Hello. Yes, hello. Uh, Pelicos, if I may start with you, um, we should be hearing the first results fairly soon. Uh, indeed, uh, Burrow Furnace is expected not long after that. Uh, when you first met Gorlak, what did you make of him? I thought he was quite small. Yes. Yes. Um, he, 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 he did not seem like a betraying sort of goblin. Um, his name betrayed him, <laughs> if you will. Um, but yes, he he, he was. Um, he just really because, has grown just because throughout Tony the bear campaign. Is an actual bear doesn't mean that Gorthak the betrayer is an actual betrayer. I think that you know, pe- people judge him by his surname, but it, the betray- betrayer is a, an an old goblin name and very respectable. Uh, Tilda, if I may turn to you, um, is there any truth to the rumours that uh, in Barrow of Furnace there was a uh, troll you may remember that was holding the toll bridge? Uh, is it true that uh, you bribed this troll with the offer of a scholarship in exchange for gerrymandering the constituency? I do not remember that occurring. I may have bribed him with some biscuits. <laughs> I, that is, I do not believe, illegal. Um we can now head down to um, Gundalin South, where we are expecting the first results uh, in a few minutes' time. Uh, first, uh, our reporter on the ground there, Trinity Wells, is uh, talking with one of the candidates. Trinity. I'm here with Floon Vagmir, the Fable Party candidate. Mr Vagmir, how do you feel about this exit poll? It's far too early to speculate about this sort of thing. What is important is that I look really dashing in the succeeder, don't I? It does look like Fable have done well. Do you regret not backing Gorlak the Betrayer as leader? I stand by my decision fully. I backed Bernard because he's the nicest range of shirts this side of the mountains. <laughs> you spoke out against your party's election strategy. Why was that? <laughs> I utterly disagree with Gorlak's choice of colour, frankly. He doesn't know that two red <laughs> banners clash with my green shoes, honestly. It's disgraceful. I hope I win. I'm gonna be bucket full of fish. Mr. Wagmir, thank you. Back to you, Jeremy. And uh, thank you, Trinity. Uh, those results should be coming in uh, any moment now. Uh, just before we go to that count, uh, Pelicost the Various, you must take umbrage with that comment about shirts. Well, yes, I, I do understand the candidates. It's a little, um, shall we say, 
rural in his outlook um, as regards high fashion, and he may not have been near Parliament Hexagon recently. Um, I'm, uh, I'm going to have to interrupt you there. We can now go like to the account shit? and uh, listen to those results coming in now. I, Isgrain Infernal, the returning officer for the constituency of Gondolin South, hereby give notice the total number of votes given for each candidate at the election of Winterfall 6-1 was as follows. Ronald Poison, Dungeon Independence Party, 1,712. Lord McDeath, SDP, 4,013. Bunston Fell, Gunge Party, 4,441. Amy Yinch, the True Neutral Party, 3,210. Flume Wagner, Fable Cooperative Party, 5,243. Winston Noble, Unicorn Party, 3,964. I do hereby give notice the Flume Wagner. So, uh, there we have it, the first results from Gundalan South. Historically, a uh, safe unicorn seat, but has been more increasingly marginal, uh, swinging to fable there. Let's have a look at the breakdown. Uh, so, just let me just quickly look at those results. As, uh, fable just scraping by on... 23%. That is a swing of just 1.2%. But the real big story here is that the Unicorn Party have gone down by a massive 10% in Gundalan South. Uh, the main gains seem to have been picked up by the SDP. Uh, they have gained 7.5% there. Uh, the True Neutrals having a disastrous night, it seems, already uh, from that Ooh. exit poll and from that first result. Now, to get some reaction from the studio, Pelicos the Various, uh, I assume you're feeling rather confident after that. Um, I'm actually rather confused. Um, sorry, what do all the big numbers mean? <laughs> <laughs> well, well, you see, people vote and... Tilda North Wanderer, um, we are already seeing some uh, nervous shifts in the markets. Uh, pie vendors are already switching from blueberry to custard pies. <laughs> are you concerned with how the markets will react to a possible Gorlack premiership? No, not at all. I think blueberry pies and custard pies are all good. Um, I myself would eat several of each. Uh, Mixed Moonbeam, you've um, hmm. covered elections in the past from, shall we say, the other side of the table. Uh, how would you say that uh, your view has changed looking at it as a active supporter um, of Well, I have to parties? say that over the last um, few months I've been campaigning, I actually know more about politics than I did when I was reporting on it, which is wonderful. I've learned how to be critical of my sources, which is something they never encouraged when I was there. Um, and I just care... I just care so much more. That's, uh, that's good to hear. Uh, and I hope that uh, the young generation of journalists can listen to that and learn from that. Uh, up on the balconies, uh, Fiona Bruce is talking with a special guest. Yes, thank you, Jeremy. I'm here with former Prime Minister Tony Bear. Mr. Bear, this exit poll rather puts your party in a difficult spot, doesn't it? <laughs> Oh. 
I see. And do you think Gorlack the Betrayer was right to steer the party in a more left-wing direction? <laughs> you won three elections in a row for the Fable party, and it currently looks like Gorlack has put Fable back in power. What would be your advice for him? Now, moving outside of the election, if I may, the accusation that you mauled that child one time, how do you... Tony Bear, thank you. <laughs> I don't think he quite answers the questions, do you? I don't know, yeah, that was more nuanced than he has been in a, in a long while. You should hear that time I tried to interview him, um, or, or maybe you shouldn't. Uh, I'm going to have to interrupt there. We've got some breaking news uh, from the constituency of Old Bungley. Uh, it looks like, yes, it's looking like we have the first ever gain for the Dungeon Independence oh. Party. Uh, a massive 12-point swing from the Unicorn Party. They have lost this historically very safe seat uh, and have lost it to Dungip. Uh, it is a, a a massive upset for the Unicorn Party. Uh, it uh, would appear that uh, the uh, Dungip vote has perhaps helped in the collapse of the Unicorn vote. Um, some uh, initial reaction from uh, our panellists here. Uh, Tilda North Wanderer. Hello, yes. Uh, how do you react to this uh, this uh, shocking uh, swing it, it here? It is a in, shocking uh, swing. I, I, am, I am shocked. Uh, but I don't think that Dunkit will be able to capitalise on these gains. It's obviously a blow for the unicorns. Um, but I really think that this is a protest vote against something. Um, or possibly <laughs> a protest vote for stupidity. I'm not sure. Maybe people like being stupid. Uh, it's uh, always possible. Uh, let's turn back to uh, Tony Bear and his uh, legacy. Um, do you think that that has been hanging over the Fable Party? Uh, let's start with you, uh, Mix Moon. Well, how could it not? He does tower in stature because he's a bear. His legacy was always going to be intimidating, but at least Gorlock's not mauled any children. That we know of. <laughs> that we know of. Uh, and uh, Pelicos the Various, uh, you were around during the uh, the fantastically fantastical uh, massive landslide victory uh, that Tony Bear secured. Um, how does this election compare? No, I, I, I suppose I'd better tell you when it's over, really. It's a little early <laughs> to say, but uh, how do you know I was there? Because uh, you're old enough. Yes. <laughs> yes, that's a fair point. I just wondered if you were watching me. <laughs> oh no no no! Uh, we didn't start watching you until much later on. Um, <laughs> we are Good, expecting. I'll relax. We're expecting results soon from Kingstown, where the Shadow Secretary of State for Werewolf Relations, Bernard Fendek, is standing and hoping to retain his seat. Uh, Bernard Fendek famously ran against Gorlack the Betrayer. Uh, uh, Tilton North Wonder, what do you think of uh, Bernard Fendek? Uh, has he uh, buried the hatchet? I, I like Bernard. I very much admire his taste in shirts. Um, I think he's a good boy. A very good boy. <laughs> very, very good boy. In fact, he might even be the best boy. And I'm sure he's buried the hatchet. He's probably buried it in the garden 
next to the phone <laughs> and possibly a kind of chewed up tennis ball. Uh, speaking of shirts, um, Mr. Pelikos, how do you feel about uh, Bernard Fendick? I found, I found him very approachable. He's a, he's a very approachable chap. He likes his drinks. Who wouldn't? And, uh, yes, I, I wish him well for tonight. I think he'll do very extraordinarily well as a representative of the people. Well, we've got some perhaps quite disappointing news for the Fable Party. Uh, results just coming in from the constituency of Burnside's. A f safe Fable seat for many years. Uh, we have seen a gain for the Unicorn Party oh. there in Burnside. It is their second seat of the night. Uh, a swing of... Ooh. Well, it looks like the Unicorn Party and the Fable Party both lost in terms of percentages. Uh, but it seems that Fable lost a bit more. Uh, the main gains seem to be split between the Gunge and STP, who seem to have split the vote uh, down the left side, uh, giving the Unicorns just an edge through on 34% to Fable's 27. Uh, a bit of an upset there. I'm sure Gorlak the Betrayer will not be happy to hear about that. Safe seats falling, that's not a good sign, is it? Uh, Mixed Moonbeam? Um, no, however, it's very early on in the game, and um, I, I think this is a sort of election where there's everything to play for and all the time in the world to play it in. So, um, where's the gin? Let's head down to uh, Kingstown, where uh, Trinity Wells is going to be talking to one of the candidates. I'm here in Kingstown with the Shadow Secretary of State for Werewolf Relations, Bernard Fennec. Mr Fennec, how do you feel about this exit poll? Oh, it's belting, mate. I'm so bloody pleased. Really proud of old Gorlach. He's done a proper job here. So, there are no hard feelings about the leadership election. You don't resent him for outing you as a werewolf. Gorlach didn't out me. I chose to... But you only chose to do that after significant pressure from the Gorlach. That's not at all. These stories are just an attempt to drive a wedge in the party. I, I, I'm not having it in what's So, you don't think you would have made a better leader? Well, would you have won a majority? <laughs> silly to speculate. All the polls say you would have. Well, well, well I... Uh, let, let's just... Uh, Oh, God, I need a drink. Bernard Fennec, thank you. Back to you in the studio. This is very posh accent. Uh, uh, as, as we were saying, uh, that was uh, Bernard Fennec there, the um, Shadow Secretary of State for Werewolf Relations. Um, do you think he's uh, due a promotion should he hold his seat tonight, uh, Pelicos the Various? Um, at the very least, he's due a new shirt. He's been through several in the last <laughs> I few months. Yes, they can do the stretchy ones now. They've, they've got the technology. Yes, four-legged shirts. I think there's a future market in that. If Surely you're listening, if anyone else out there is taking notes, four-legged shirts. I think you might. <laughs> <have been sold. laughs> Pelicos, ever the uh, innovator. Um, yeah, Bernard famously uh, yes. ran for leadership. Um, he's still young. Uh, should things not work out quite so well for Gorlack this time, do you think he has a chance of running again? Uh, let's start with uh, Tilda Northwanderer. Always. Well, oh, I was going to say. I... He's got four legs. <laughs> he can run as fast as he likes. Yes, yes, he's a very good runner. 
He could he could run. Like but we stuff. have already seen a, a safe seat or two fall. Uh, should Bernard Fendek not manage to keep hold of his seat? Uh, what do you think that says about Gorlak and his leadership? Uh, Dareth Moonbeam. Um, Gorlak and his leadership, of course, is... Um... Could you repeat the question? I was distracted by clapping <laughs> outside. I'm assuming they're all applauding for the Pable Party and the wondrous um, increases in the budget for the National Health Service that we're promoting. <laughs> The National Healing Service, I believe it's called. National Healing Service, who are doing remarkable work in these very uh, trying times. We are expecting results from Elephant Castle soon enough. A uh, unicorn fable marginal. And we're just uh, with those results. Should be coming in any moment now. Uh, I went there once. <laughs> uh, it looks like, <laughs> yes, it looks like the unicorns have held onto that seat. Uh, let's just have a quick look at that breakdown there. Uh, it looks like, yes, the unicorns... Despite having a massive drop in their vote, an 11-point swing towards Dungip of all parties. But the Unicorns just hanging on, winning by a staggeringly narrow margin. The Unicorns on 9,752, Fable on 9,747. A close-run thing. Dungip scooping up 6669 votes. Ominous there, I think Oof. you'll agree. Um, but yes... Uh, have you been surprised by the uh, rise that uh, Dungip seem to be seeing in this election? Most definitely, because uh, we've not even seen a Dungip. <laughs> no. No, we didn't have a, oh, an arc about them. I don't understand why anyone would vote for them and their stupid policies and stupidity. Do you think that this uh, elitist attitude uh, has been what has turned people away from the Fable Party? No, I think what's turned people towards Dungip is that they are frightened uh, and Dungip exploit that. Um, ruthlessly, and we, as 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 the Fable Party, we do not want to bring fear to people. We want to bring hope to people. So um, we should soon be hearing those results from uh, Kingstown. Um, hopefully, uh, that uh, we're we're hearing that uh, the count has been somewhat delayed there, so it may come a little later than usual. <laughs> uh, for now, um, let's uh, set. Oh, yes, uh, the constituency of uh, Vincent and Cable, uh, a, a unicorn fable marginal. Let me just have a look at those results there. Uh, the fable party seem to have swung it. Uh, they have had quite a good showing there. Uh, they have won by 8,313 votes, with uh, unicorn in second place with 6,000 432. Uh, that is a big swing. Again, the biggest swing going towards Dungip. This is an uh, unprecedented night for such a small party, making massive gains, but very few seats. Uh, it looks like the... Uh, let's go through the running total at the moment. Uh, Unicorn Party on four seats so far. Fable, ten. Uh, True Neutrals on one. Gunjard on one. SDP, three. Could you could you explain for the viewers at home um, how many seats a party would need to get a majority uh, in the new party? So to get a uh, majority, you would need seventy four seats uh, oh, in this uh, hundred and forty. This might be a long night. I'm going to go over to the cage. <laughs> That's a very very good idea. <laughs> what if I go to the shops and buy some more chairs? Does that count? Uh, I don't know. I think uh, you're social isolating at the moment. You can't just buy extra seats. That's gerrymandering or something. 
uh, as we're waiting for those results to come in, uh, let's uh, talk about uh, Gorlack the Betrayer again. Uh, Fable do seem to be having quite a good night so far, uh, but let's talk about Gorlack himself. We have this special report from Lara Katzenjammer, who went down to Barrow of Furnace. Barrow of Furnace, a town with a rich mining history and a long string of employment problems. Well, there's, there's no work. Folk who have work can't get there without paying for the teeth. Tristan is a troll who has been working on the toll bridge for three years. He says that the Unicorn MP provided him with a secure job, but little else. You lost a lot of friends thanks to this. I mean, I'm grateful to be employed, but it's, uh, it's meant my social life's vanished. I'm stuck doing toll duty. Like my mum and dad can't really follow my own dreams. And what do you want to do? I'll go to school. Broad my horizons, that sort of thing. And our top of the class graduate, Tristan the Troll. Less than a year later, Tristan is top of his class at the Barrow of Furnace School, all thanks to a new MP by the name of Gorlach the Betrayer. Uh, Gorlach's been brilliant. Well, I had my doubts at first, obviously, but uh, he's really pulled through, though. Trolls weren't allowed in school before, but uh, now I'm flying through classes. But not everyone is happy about this. We spoke to a hobgoblin who wished to remain anonymous about the situation. Yeah, it's been a disaster, frankly. That troll has sat on more students than chairs. It's questioned right down. He's top of his class because he keeps sitting on the brighter students. And what do you make of Gorlack the Betrayer? It's a disgrace. School board voted against him, encouraged the parents to vote true neutral. But I don't think they did. People see a green face and make all sorts of assumptions. Gorlack the Betrayer may have won some people over, but not all. Tonight we will see if Gorlack's shocking victory in Barrow of Furnace was just a blip, or if it indicates a bigger shift in Dar Northern politics than people expected. Gorlack the Betrayer, fabled cooperative party, 7,936. I do hereby give notice that Gorlack the Betrayer has... The meteoric rise of this young goblin from the sticks continued when he was elected leader of the Fable Party. In the final round, Fendek oh Burnett, 17,133. The Betrayer, Gorlack, 17,000. 308. The first freshman MP to become leader for 300 years, and the first goblin ever, has been duly elected as the leader of the Fable Party. The Fable Party may have been ready for a goblin leader, but the question on everyone's lips remains Is the country ready? Laren Katzenjammer, Best Bard News, Barrow of Thrones. So, Gorlack the Betrayer, the goblin who would be. Prime Minister, thank you, Lauren Katchenjammer. Uh, tell me, uh, Pelicostavarius, if I may start with you, um, how, when you first uh, met Gorlack, uh, what were those circumstances? We were on the road. We were just going into uh, um, Barrow of Furnace, as, as I recall. And, uh, oh, oh, what a glorious day it was. There was a little fight and uh, an overturned wagon, and there he was, on the side of the road, her being kind of overpowered by some thug who thought uh, he was a unicorn. I do believe. Or was did he you get a hole in your shirt that day? I did. 
I remember all those dates. But yes, it was it was a momentous meeting, a meeting of minds. Uh, can we just uh, breaking news here? Uh, uh, discuss that the constituency where the brain issue uh, happened uh, has gone to the Unicorn Party, a uh, swing of about eleven uh, percent. It looks. Uh, so that's uh, a, uh, a an adventuring um, party can swing an election, it seems. Uh, does that give you uh, hope or pause for thought, uh, Tilda North Wanderer? I think if we had been in Jewish Castle, it would have gone to the Fable. Well, that is as may be. We have the results coming in right now from Kingstown, uh, Bernard Fendek's uh, constituency. Uh, you can see them all gathering up on stage there. Uh, the uh, announcement is just about to come in, so let's go to that now. I, Winifred Jones, the acting returning officer, the constituency of Kingstown, hereby give notice that the total number of votes given for each candidate at the election of winter 461 was as follows. Blood Pact Smith, Dungeon Independence Party, 2,106. Pierre's Loop, Sorcerers and Druids Party, 2,984. Rupert Donut, Gunge Party, 2,844. Jenny Sloop, The True Neutral Party, 2,178. Bernard Fendek, Fabled Cooperative Party, 10,532. <laughs> Lady Kutch Flounce, Conservative and Unicorn Party, 3,872. I do hereby give notice that Bernard Fendek has been duly elected as the Member of Parliament for Kingston. Well, I, is that what we call a landslide? That is something of a landslide. Yes, uh, increasing his share of the vote by nearly five percent. There, Bernard Fendek with a rather uh, convincing uh, victory there. Um, if people will vote for werewolves, I see no reason why people shouldn't vote for goblins. Yes, uh, perhaps uh, Bernard was expecting a swing of about 10%, but perhaps the uh, werewolf res- revelations have damaged his chances a little bit. Uh, that is perhaps unfortunate for him. Uh, uh, Varus, do you feel that uh, prejudices in this country have been a big mark in this election? Yes. There's been a lot of there's been a lot of um, there's a lot of it about. It doesn't need to be. It's awful. Hmm. I say, why why can't why can't um, why can't man and goblin get along? <laughs> hey, well, this is uh, the question on everyone's lips, I suppose. Uh, Dareth- I mean, I mean, wait, 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 wait. Just look at old Tristan there, back in uh, back in Barrow, and what what would what you're expecting him to do is just stand on a bridge all day and night and say, whoa, Bernelli, you're not going over. But um, it can be much more than that. And if it's surprising people, if it's shocking people, then maybe it should. Maybe people should be shocked. 
If a troll from Barrow can go to go from bridge toll person to to renounce colour, then surely a goblin from Barrow can go from Goblin Town to the steps of wherever it is the Prime Minister. <laughs> that would be Downing Street. <laughs> I wasn't sure if it was somewhere different. I hadn't come um, up with a hilarious yeah. comedy name for it, unfortunately. <laughs> Upping Street? Upping Street. Upping Street, Something yes, like that. yes. Uh, yes, they're, they're, they're Rise to the highest position in the land. I think the Fable Party proves that anybody can do anything if they are given the right opportunities. And I hope people have taken that message on board today. Well, that's uh, that's uh, rather um, stirring stuff from uh, Tilda Northwanderer there. Uh, we've got a few seats left to go. Let's uh, take a look at the uh, running total so far. Uh, we have Unicorn Party on 11 seats, Fable 19, True Neutrals on 1, Gunge 3, SDP 4. So that's um, so far rather a good night for Fable uh, as things stand. Uh, let's get down to uh, Barrow Furnace, where we are expecting the results to come in fairly soon. Uh, Trinity Wells is down there right now. Trinity. Yes, Jeremy, I'm joined now by Gorlag himself. Mr. Betrayer, how do you feel about this exit poll? I feel quite confident, yes. Uh, it looks uh, like we could just achieve a majority if we're very lucky, uh, but Dan, that is no small feat. Do goblins traditionally have small feet? Uh, that's a... Uh, common misconception if you ever correct me on live tv again you little green bastard i'll hunt you till the end of time what how's your husband gorlack oh oh grok yes he's fine uh he made a cup of chocolate this morning it wasn't liquid I i'm not sure he understands the concept entirely but uh it was a nice gesture and the accusation that you helped in a regicide last night i beg your pardon well, minutes after the exit poll came out, I believe a call was put into the police accusing you of having murdered the last surviving member of the royal family. That is a uh, very serious accusation. I'd not heard... Excuse me, I, I, I really must head to the count. Well, there you have it. Gorlack the Betrayer, a man who could be Prime Minister tomorrow. Shaky under questioning. And I believe uh, those results from... Um, Barrow of Furnace are just coming in now. Uh, let's go to that I, Kerid Wen Transpontine, being the acting returning officer for this constituency of Barrow of Furnace, Hereby give notice that the total number of votes given for each candidate at the election of Winter 461 was as follows. Ian Runcible Death, Dungeon Independence Party, 850 votes. Soil, Gunge Party, 1,318 votes. William De Person, The True Neutrals, 1,955 votes. Gorlack, The Betrayer, Fabled Cooperative Party, 5,870 votes. Bloodaxe, The Ugly, Unicorn Party, 1,785 votes.
The total number of votes cast was 11,778. There were 87 spoiled ballots. I therefore do hereby give notice that Gorlack, the betrayer, has been duly elected as the Member of Parliament for Barrow of Wales. Thank you. again to lead Barrow of Furness. It certainly looks from the projections that this has been a very good night for the Fable Party. Obviously not as good as we would have liked, uh, but certainly encouraging, and we hope by the end of the night to be able to form a government. It will be a government different to the ones that have been known so far. It will be a government that listens to people, it will be a government that leads people. We shall form a new coalition, not just of political parties, but of politicians and the people they serve. More people involved in frontline politics, ordinary people involved in decision making. There is the promise that I put to this country when we set out in this election. It is my hope that you will come with me, for this is only the beginning of our new era. It is only the beginning of a new age for our country. I hope that we together can stamp our vision on this country. This isn't simply Gorlach the betrayer and his victory. This is where the tide turns in favour of working people, putting power back into the hands of those who do the work in our country, putting power back into the hands of those whose efforts and whose labour support each and every one of us. Too many people have been left outside of political decision making through financial, physical or structural barriers. It's time all that changed. And I hope that this election has brought about at least some of that change. We shouldn't allow people to be at the mercy of large businesses and corporations and landlords who we must rely on having the good sense of morals to do the right thing. We must instead empower those who are the most vulnerable. We must empower those who, for so long, have been at the behest of those more powerful. Thank you once again for trusting in me, and thank you across the country for those who have chosen Fable MPs. And I hope that we can return that trust with positive change and a new vision for Dartmouth. Thank you. We should be getting results from Northport, another target seat for Fable, fairly shortly. Um, uh, Tilda North Wanderer, you were there in Northport. Uh, you were uh, integral in the ousting of the uh, sheriff there. Uh, do you stand by your decision? I do, because police corruption is an antithetical 
to their morals ah, of the I see. Um, the uh, results should be coming in fairly soon, but I think we've just got enough time for a... Uh, Trinity Wells is there speaking with a water elemental, I believe. I'm joined now by the water elemental, Pudding. Mr. Pudding, thank you. First of all, I must correct you. I am no mere water elemental. I have joined my body with the ice and ascended to a higher plane. I am now So I heard, but coming into politics was quite a career shift for you, wasn't it? Well, perhaps. As I now embody the chaos of raging water with the calm water of rice, I felt it was my duty to campaign for the true mutual power. Balance in all things. Exit polls say you may come second here for the first time ever. How much of that is down to your campaigning, and how much is down to the fact that the unicorn candidate was eaten by a giant octopus? A bit of both. <laughs> Mr. Rice Pudding. Thank you. Uh, thank you. I think it's sad that he's not standing. He was uh, just uh, campaigning for the. Uh, uh, he was in a bowl campaigning. Uh, so let's go to. That's terrifying. Let's go down to the image. Image. Was he, was he <laughs> Very much so. Like expanding pasta. Um, it works as a metaphor. <laughs> yes. uh, let's go to the count now and see how things have turned out. I, Darian Apneb, the returning officer for the constituency of Northport, hereby give notice that the total number of votes given for each candidate at the election of winter 461 was as follows. Morgoth, Dungeon Independence Party, 1,131. Savick, SDP, 696. Alex Mason, Gunge Party, 2,045. Douglas Pond, True Neutral, 3,828. Harriet Hobb, Fable, 4,872. I do hereby give notice that Harriet Hobb has been duly elected as the Member of Parliament for Northport. Labour Party winning that seat. A swing of 14%, nearly 15% for Harriet Hobb. Of course, uh, the uh, unicorn candidate famously eaten by a giant octopus and therefore it may have been a squid may have been a squid things are a little unclear a massive swing towards the true neutral party perhaps thanks to uh, mr rice pudding and his efforts um so uh mix moonbeam you were involved in the ousting of sheriff gladstone uh, what motivated you to take justice into your own hands um, the corruption of the prison system and the idea that one person gets to decide what is right and what is wrong and what I see and uh, morals well <laughs> uh, that's <laughs> certainly true of Sheriff Gladstone uh, from all accounts um, Tilda Northwander you are accused of eating your own weight in rice how do you respond to these accusations I regret nothing <laughs> <laughs> I would also eat my own weight in pasta <laughs> They are completely different <laughs> things, of course, as everybody is well yes. aware. Everyone yes, knows. They are. Everybody knows this. Uh, Pelikos, um, you rather infamously picked up a cursed helmet that I see you are wearing uh, right now. Uh, has your life changed as a result? Sorry, what? Um, wait, it's cursed? <laughs> well, according to the ancient scrolls, yes. I didn't realise. <laughs> oh. Makes you look slightly less stylish. I think that's the curse. Mm. Oh, I can't tell from me. <laughs> well, that's 
because you're underneath the hat. That's the best place to be. Mm. It seems to have done the job of it, but, but it was advertised as doing. Um, so I, I don't see that it's a curse. Do you believe that uh, the influx of pirates into Northport helped swing the vote there? And uh, is that something you're proud of? Oh, ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, but to answer the second part of your question, um, um, why would I not be proud of anything I've done? That's a startlingly philosophical question there, Mr. Pelicos. Yes. Um, but uh, If I did it, I should be proud of it. Uh, I'm the one asking the questions here. Uh, <clears throat> now, we were unable to get into contact with a certain beautiful rat boy uh, down in Northport. Um, <laughs> uh, do you have any messages for this uh, beautiful rat person? We miss you. Please don't try to kill me again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just, you know, beautiful rat person, praying to the giant squid thing was a work of genius. Uh, oh, sorry. Uh, Fiona the Bruce is talking with the leader of Dungip, uh, who, despite a good showing, are not expected to pick up that many seats. Uh, let's go to Fiona the Bruce now. Joining me now is Sir Nigel Hatred, leader of the Dungeons Independence Party. Mr. Hatred, your party's had one of its worst showings yet. Is it time for you to maybe just close up shop? Absolutely not. Uh, I am certain that this election only proves uh, what we have been saying all along, that the system is rigged against ordinary, decent people. Oh, would these be the ordinary, decent people you just overwhelmingly reject as your party? Like I said, it proves my point exactly. The system is rigged. Thousands of uh, people who would otherwise have voted for us were too afraid of being called racists or bigots. Uh, what's racist or bigoted about loving your country? What's bigoted about wanting to defend it? Is it racist to demand the wholesale slaughter of entire ethnic groups? Really? I mean, what is racism? I mean, what is it? Is it, a, I mean, is it, I mean, it it's just a word, isn't it? It's a sound coming out of your mouth. Is it bad? I don't think it is. Now, watch me drink this pint. Actually, I'm 100% sure that it is. Well, maybe you are the real racist here. Let's move on. How do you feel about the fact that it appears the country may have just elected its first goblin prime minister? You spent many years calling on goblins to be exiled. This has got to be a disappointment. Look, 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 look. it's not about me. It's about what real, decent, hard-working people want. Right? People don't want Gorlack the Betrayer, okay? Everyone who is sick and tired of, of goblins, we are here, we are here for you. And if these others do not leave our country to those who rightfully own it, then we will have to, no choice but to... Um... Now, can we talk about your taxes? Because a report released yesterday states you may have committed several counts of fraud. That is only because I don't choose to follow these so-called rules, right? The only rules are those come up with by ordinary, decent Sir Hatred, people. I think we're going to have to just leave it there. No! Thank you. You haven't watched me down a pipe yet. Look, look, I'm standing in a pub, right? I'm a working class hero, aren't I? Mm? I am here to save the people of this country. 
ordinary decent people who don't want all these others coming over here taking our hard-earned beer. If they don't stop, we will have no choice but total extermination. What did we just hear? I think we heard the real face of Dungit. <laughs> Uh, coming up, would you like me to go and sort him out? Uh, coming up very short. Perhaps yes, Mr. Pelicos, if you you would. Um, uh, while, while Mr. Pelicos is away, uh, we are expecting very shortly results to come in from Gambler's Grave, uh, where some uh, necromantic uh, shenanigans seem to have been going on. I am joined now by Magicast by Pen Rigante, a lecturer on social economic necromancy at the University of Bridgeford. Uh, Mr. Rigante, thank you for joining us. Uh, you were a supporter of uh, pro-necromancy policies, most of which were opposed by both of the leading parties. Were you disappointed by this? Uh, yes, to be honest, I think they will both have um, suffered greatly from the uh, from from voting against necromancy, which I think I think brings now, new looking life. Looking at this politics. exit poll, it certainly seems as though Fable has a good chance of forming a government. Uh, your university chancellor has reportedly tipped you for a consultant position within the Fable government. What sort of advice would you be giving, Mr. Gorlack? I would say to listen more to the dead. They had a lot of experience in life. They I have see, a lot uh, to Mr. offer. Vigante, thank you. Um, I'm also joined by Perrin Bazernian, a dragonborn who has recently joined the Fable team. Uh, Mix Bazernian, thank you for joining us. Thank you for, for having me. It's very shiny in here. Yes. It's uh, the light. Could, could the lights be less? No, bright? sorry. Uh, uh, you've been brought on as part of an international relations team. Uh, does this confirm rumours that Gorlak will be seeking to closer ties with Draconia and other nations in the Great Alliance? Well, I was like, I've never been to Draconia myself, but I have read about it. Um, as for Gorlak's plans, I haven't the foggiest. Uh, so, uh, are you familiar with the history of Draconia and uh, how it relates within the Great Alliance? Oh yes, um, I, I read a book on it once, a very thick book, a, a big dusty old book that they had in the monastery. Ah yes, well, uh, and uh, what advice would you give to Gorlak if he is seeking closer relationships there? Well, I think I think he'd uh, he'll do well. He's got a good head on his head. Um, I'm quite, I quite I hope he does nice things in terms of advice. I mean, I've never been myself, um, and. I'm probably not the authority. I'm not entirely sure why I'm here. Uh, thank you, uh, Mix Bazonian. We are also joined by um, Victrina Crested Grebe. Um, uh, I hope I pronounced that right. Um, crested, crested Grebe. Crested Grebe. Sorry. Not crusted. Uh, <coughs> Miss uh, Victrina, you were a lobbyist for the New Milk Corporation. Why on earth have you gone into politics? Well, I feel that, that new milk is very important, uh, and I feel that um, the benefits of new milk uh, are closely allied with the benefits of voting for the Fable Party, so better health, uh, more positive energy, uh, drink new milk, that kind of thing. Ah, well, you've certainly swayed me. I'll be uh, telling you. I mean, I have heard that everybody is talking about new milk. Uh, oh, of course, I, everybody is talking about new milk. Got some uh, breaking news. Uh, we are, can just go down to Gambler's Grave now for the results. Hereby, I give notice that the total number of votes given for each candidate at the election of Winter 461 was as follows: Danny Blue, Bantam Independence Party, 2,912. 
Michael Stone, SDP, 1904. Albert Stroller, Dunge, 2072. Kenny Rogers, True Neutrals, 3584. Gerald Bostock, Fable, 8288. Nicola Felgrave, Unicorn, 3,253. I do hereby give notice that Gerald Bostock has been duly elected as Member of Parliament for Douglas Big swing towards Fable there. Good. Uh, historically, polls well for Fable and has only now gone there uh, with a massive swing of 27%. That is a gigantic swing. It's almost as if the vote had previously been rigged or something. Um, mm. Let's uh, listen in on uh, the victory speech from uh, Gerald Bostock himself. This, thing, Thank you. this result demonstrates that there is no longer such a thing as a no-go area for the Fable Party. I'd like to thank all responsible for the counts and the smooth and efficient winning of this election. And can I thank each of the other candidates? We've had a good campaign, no dirty tricks just honest and open debate. For contractual reasons, I must thank Alzar, with an A, not Malzor with an M, yes, that confused me too, and everyone in my campaign team, Cohen Bones, Sly Bob, Tiny, everyone else. I'd like to thank Tilda Northwander for her advice and biscuits, sexy Pelagosa Gorgeous for inspiration, and although I'd like to thank Derek and Bean, I can't, because they stole my whiskey, which just goes to prove my, my campaign slogan. Just because you're paranoid doesn't mean they're not out to get you. I'd also like to scotch the rumour that I am related to Dereth. Clearly, despite our superficial resemblance, I have not. You can tell by our accents. Finally, <laughs> and most importantly, what? thank you to everyone who took it for me. I will serve as your representative and find out all about the chemicals they put in the water and all of my other campaign promises. Thank you. Good night. <laughs> On that note, uh, Dareth Moomin, had you ever met Gerald Bostock before you campaigned with him? Ah, that's uh, sad. I hear he's uh, quite good. Um, well, is it true what uh, he's been saying about months, chemicals maybe? in the water? Hmm. Never met Gerald Bostock in my life. Hmm. Uh, do you think he'll make a good... <laughs> Chemicals in the water. I think do I look like a water to you? <laughs> uh, I have no idea. I, I do politics. Uh, well, you, you know more about it scientific than scientific analysis of water. Uh, Mr. Pelicos, uh, how do you react to this? Um, oh, sorry. Yes, I'm back. Uh, I went by the canteen. Um, oh. There's an Ouroboros in there. <laughs> <laughs> I, saw, so I, I wasn't able to pick up much, but I did get this bag of cat treats. <laughs> Um, Has anyone got a cat? Well, uh, let's uh, go for some uh, expert opinion now. And to discuss this, I'm joined via satellite by Armitage Caldecott, former campaign director for the Fable Party. Uh, Mr Caldecott, what's your view on what's just happened tonight? Well, Jeremy, it could certainly be better, couldn't it? Now, in my day, we did things differently. None of this pussyfooting around. It was cutthroat business back then, and... Well, frankly, if old Gorlack could see his way clear to cutting a few more throats, it would all be to the good, savvy? Well, look, looking at this exit poll, it does seem that Gorlack hasn't done enough to secure a full majority. What are the chances of him forming a coalition with one of the smaller parties? 
Well, yes. I do hate to admit it, but it is difficult to see how you could manage at this stage. And that's not just my height disadvantage coming to the fore. Now, you didn't didn't hear it from me, but I'm hearing some scurrilous little rumours that the old chap has been scurrying through the secret tunnels under Parliament Hexagon to have emergency meetings with the true neutrals. Vacillating little plebeians that they are. Really? And um, what can he expect to find in those tunnels? Hard to say, really. A good deal of hot air, for starters. They pump it down from the chamber as central heating, don't you know? Uh, other than that, well, on my last visit, this is many years ago, you understand, there was all sorts, uh, giant crabs, uh, rat moose, and, uh, and, uh, um, shit. Look, I'm uh, terribly sorry, old chap, but I am, uh, well, I'm going to have to cut this interview short. I do believe that I've just remembered, uh, well, where I've left my uh, husband. Uh, toodaloo! Uh, uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Caldecott, um, thank you. I think giant crab and rat moose sounds quite delicious. <laughs> I had one of those in the canteen. <laughs> they I have. Was I was dressed as a taking care, but I didn't see it. <laughs> uh, let's uh, take a look at how things are standing. We are expecting results from Parliament Hexagon any moment, but uh, let's take a look at... Uh, so we are currently looking at um, <laughs> we are projecting Fable on 73, that would be one short of a majority. Uh, Unicorns 51, True Neutrals 13, Gunge 4, SDP 4, and Dungip 1. Uh, so the, the Fable party could conceivably go into coalition with the True Neutrals. That would explain uh, some of... Uh, Gorlak's uh, behaviour there, if he is indeed, as the rumours suggest, heading to have those emergency talks. Uh, but let's quickly, before we uh, talk about that, let's get the results now from the capital itself, the Parliament. Acting Returning Officer for the Constituency of Parliament, hereby give notice that the total number of votes given for each candidate at the election of Winter 461 was as follows. Agrajag, the Dungeon Independence Party, 1,204. Holly Nest, Sorcerers and Druid Party, 1,462. Carol Lupus, Gunge Party, 2,279. Nikki Clegg, the True Neutral Party, 1,548. Dennis the Skinner, Bayboard Cooperative Party, 3,784. Rishi Fishy, Conservative and Unicorn Party, 3,703. Oh. I do hereby give notice that Dennis the Skinner has been duly elected as a member of Parliament. Well, that is a swing from Fable, uh, to Fable from the Unicorn Party. Uh, oof, a usually quite safe unicorn seat, the capital. Uh, Dennis the Skinner winning by the skin of his teeth, it looks like. Seven, 27% to the Unicorn's 265 a massive swing. Uh, currently, just to update you where we are so far, uh, the Unicorn Party on 28 seats, Fable 38, True Neutrals 8, the Gunge 4, STP 4, and Dungip 1. Uh, so let's uh, get some reaction now from our guests. Uh, Tilda North Wanderer, how do you uh, react to this? 
I, I think it's the rumour that Dennis the Skinner has actually skinned people is, is unfair and scurrilous. And I'd like to congratulate him on this win. Hmm. Please don't skin me. <laughs> and uh, what about uh, what we heard there from uh, Mr. Armitage Caldercott? Uh, do you think that Gorlak should have been more cutthroat? I don't think anyone should go around cutting anyone's throats. So I think that's bad politics. Ah, okay. And, um, also skinning people, bad. Don't do that. <laughs> Pelicos the Various, um, what's your take on uh, the uh, policy of skinning people? Generally a bad idea, because I mean, skin's never been in fashion. Um, in other news, I'm quite happy, because I'm five in on my accumulator. Uh, okay. Um, uh, Dareth Moonbeam. Um, Hi. Uh, looking at this, um, it does look like... Um, Fable may fall short of that majority. Uh, if you could go back and do it all again, what advice would you have given Gorlak in terms of trying to secure that full majority he so desperately wants? Um, Gorlak, love him though I do, has gained a lot of confidence over the last few months, I think we can all agree. I think I would have told him to fake it until he made it. I think having a more confident start would have given him a massive advantage. Mm. Well, uh, let's uh, take a look at the makeup of Parliament as it stands right now. Let's check in on Peter Snow. How's the parliamentary arithmetic looking, Peter? It... It... It took my family! My wife! My husband! All of our children! And uh, how are the smaller parties doing? Uh, do the true neutral party have enough influence to hold the balance of power? Gone. All in an instant. They had one taste of blood, and then it was too late. It's after me now. I don't know how much time I have. And can you talk us through the divide in the nation? Uh, have we at all been seeing the important northern swing we were expecting? I, I need to lie down. I don't know how long the barricade will last. I may only have minutes. Exciting stuff. Peter, thank you. Peter Snow, thank you. Uh, uh, one of the major battlegrounds of this election was uh, Ragnar's Rock. Uh, Tilda North Wanderer, you must have had some strong feelings about the way the dragon was being used in the city. Uh, I did, yes. And, and I have to say that my opinions of dragons have been revised since the events of Ragnar's Rock. Um, and yeah, Sean, you're okay. <laughs> I'm winking and putting a thumbs up to Sean, wherever he may be. Um, yes, it was it was a very exciting time for me personally because I'd never killed a dragon before. And uh, the candidate, uh, a uh, Rachel Mace, uh, although it's scribbled out Marquis, uh, I can't quite read that. Uh, Rachel Mace, what did you make of her? I thought she was brilliant. I love her to bits. She's a fantastic actress and she will make a brilliant MP. Well, it's uh, interesting that you said that. I'm joined now by Sir Archibald Fletcher. Uh, Mr. Fletcher, you oh, and... He's not. He's, he's not a brilliant MP or a nice person. <laughs> uh, Mr. Fletcher, you and Tilda came to loggerheads a number of times during this campaign. Have you buried the hatchet now? Oh, yes, absolutely. I paid Tilda off. That is not true. Uh, I do believe you will find, if you go down to the Rackles office, that uh, Tilda now has the deed to the village on which her land was built, which used to belong to me, and uh, therefore I have officially paid her off, and she is officially my friend. How's it going, friend? To you because you stole it from us. 
It was going not, spare. If I break into your house and nick your stuff and then sell it back to you, that that that's a very yeah, clever business experience, is what that is. It's not. It's still theft. Well, uh, you. I don't think anybody should vote for this man. He's highly immoral, Bang. and we're not friends. <laughs> well, my best friends forever badge with our faces on says different. Have you got? Can I have one? Uh, no. Can, can I have one of those badges? No, you can't. It's, it's mine. <laughs> it's and mine. There only one. Stay away. If there's only one person in no, the friendship, we are the best friends forever, no, can we? Leave my badges. I just spent all night on this. And uh, he runs away. I, I, I can see him fleeing through the door. Oh, Is he he's crying? Out the window. We're on the third floor. Oh, well. <laughs> Let's hope he doesn't take too much falling damage. That's uh, the tragic loss of Archibald Fletcher. By falling out of a window. Oh, uh, that's a tragic loss of a window. Yes. <laughs> uh, Pelicos the Uh while in Ragnar's Rock, you took to a little bit of acting yourself, I understand. I don't remember it, but yes, I did. I probably did. Yes, uh, you uh, played played the role of someone who had become much uh, more infamous in your adventures. Uh, you played the role of the warlock Malzar. Uh, did you at that point see it as a kind of foreshadowing? Um, I, well, sort of. It made me a bit itchy, <laughs> if that's what foreshadowing means. It most certainly does not. Uh, Trinity Wells is down in Ragnar's Rock now. Trinity. I'm here in Ragnar's Rock, one of the key target seats for Fable. Joining me as the candidate, Rachel Mace. Hello! Hail, fair maiden. It is I, the Marquis... I mean, Rachel Mace, the most excellent and superb political leader of our age. Oh, God, Miss Mace, you came to this party late. Are you certain you have the experience necessary for the role, should you win? I have experience of improvisation, and I'm pretty sure that I can work out what to do and when to do it if I'm given the opportunity, yes. He faced off against a dragon by the name of Sean Hopkirk. He was the largest jobs creator in the city. Do you regret causing that rush of unemployment? It wasn't so much a rush of unemployment as a... an explosion of opportunity, I think. It gave the people a chance to take control of their destinies, to, to take life in both hands and do what was right for themselves, not selling their dreams down the river, as it were. Should you win, how will you be celebrating? Janora and I will be having a quiet little tete-a-tete in uh, my chambers, and perhaps we'll crack open a bottle of wine, who knows. Rachel Mace, thank you. Back to the studio. Trinity Wells, thank you. Um... Let's come back to uh, Dereth Moonbeam. Um, the former candidate there was a father wyvern. Um, how did you feel about uh, replacing your candidate? Uh, sometimes needs must. Um, and whilst father wyvern had moments of brilliance, um, a, a bit of fresh air was much needed in that constituency. Father wyvern does also the flesh of human children. I was going to come on to that. The, the uh, several um, rather disturbing allegations against Father Wyvern with regards to eating human children. Uh, he insists that they were jelly babies, uh, but um, there seems to be some disagreement. Uh, I can confirm that they were tiny, gelatinous sweets shaped like half baby, half teddy bear. That sounds horrifying is this why you decided is this why you decided to oust him from the constituency 
Oust. I wouldn't say oust. I think he was um more than happy with the turn of events. I think he, I think he was quite to happy to stand aside. Yes, his his calling is with the church. Mm, I see. Not not in politics, and I believe that we helped him to see that. I see. That is uh, good. Um, oh, I think yes, you uh, can we... say. Sorry. I think you can say that Father Wyvern, as 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 is his wand as a soap priest, has left um, with clean hands. I say, uh, would you say that the the soap pope's vote were, could swing a rope uh, in this election? I could. Go uh, on, I then. Twist I, don't, I don't think you can say it twice. <laughs> yes, well, um, just uh, some breaking news coming in um, from the constituents on the Gulf of Nulth. A safe unicorn seat has fallen to the Fable Party. Uh, <gasps> Uh, a massive swing again towards the Dungit party uh, seems to have taken the votes away from the unicorns. Uh, Fable party on 6,800 uh, to the unicorns uh, 5,853. Uh, a swing of 12 points away from unicorn. Uh, so uh, Currently we are looking at the unicorn party on 33, Fable 51, Gunge 10, STP 4, uh, Dungip on 2. So things are really getting close for the Fable Party. Uh, we should be expecting news from uh, from Wagner's Rock very shortly. Uh, let's uh, talk again with um, our guests here. Uh, Pelicost the Various, um, you're, uh, you were quite an inexperienced rogue uh, during your time in Ragnar's Rock, but you came out of it a sorcerer. Would you like to talk us through your thought process there? Um, well, I think therefore I was, really. I, it just sort of happened, didn't it? Wait, did you call me inexperienced? Uh, yes. Lord. <laughs> that very thought. Um, yes, it just sort of happened. I, I, I think I kind of got very um, taken up by by the dragon's spells um, that were being cast and apparently I was hypnotised but I don't remember that but, but, but I looked around suddenly and thought I can do that mm. and so I did Were you at all tempted by the sparkly robes that are known for sorcerers? No, not especially but they don't, they don't do them in my style <laughs> Ah, that's a, that's rather a shame. Uh, Dareth Moonbeam, um, during this um, mm. uh, adventure, you took down a powerful uh, business in the constituency that was promising to fulfil people's dreams. Um, is the Fable Party against people mm. having dreams? Um, we're pro-people having dreams. Um, we are also pro-people not using other people's dreams to control, manipulate or coerce them. Uh, I, I learned some words. Um, two words. One of them's property and one of them's intellectual. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure which order they go in, but I'm fairly certain the people's property that is intellectual belongs to them, not to a corporation. Uh, that in as many I words. I see. And uh, the accusation against um, the Institute of Dreams and Success was a massive amount of uh, data theft. Um can you tell us what exactly happened to all of that data after you had killed the dragon? It was, it was returned. Tested. 
it was returned. It was it was not perfected. It was returned Sorry, to the people of Ragnar's Rock so that they could continue with their dreams and aspirations uh, under their own steam. And uh, were you aware that uh, IDS was a subsidiary of Reflections Corp uh, run by Mark Schaefoss? We'll be aware of that. It was heavily hinted at at one point. But, uh, I don't think it ever became like a major plot some point. Of us, some of us may have missed that. Some of us took a really long time to work out that Relay Conscious was Mark Jacobs' mum. Yeah. Uh, some of us are very small when they go over our heads. Relay Conscious was Mark Jacobs' mum. Yes. Yes. Okay. Right. Okay. Did you miss that as well? Well, like you, a lot of things go over my head. But you're much taller than me. Uh, we have yes. breaking. I'm going to have to interrupt you there for some breaking news. We can go now to Ragnar's Rock, where we have those results coming in. I, Lidgley Chissington Smythe, being the acting returning officer for the constituency of Ragnar's Rock, hereby give notice that the total number of votes given for each candidate at the election of Winter 461 was as follows. Greed, Harry... Dungeon Independence Party, 2,178. Vanderpelt, Scott, SDP, 3,509. Dupree, Kevin, Gunge, 4,780. Drake, Penelope, True Neutral, 3,993. Mace, Rachel, Fable, Six thousand six. Thank you, thank you, thank you. If I can have some quiet, please. Thank you. Mace, Rachel, Fable, six thousand six hundred and fifty-five. Duggan, Ian, Unicorn, two thousand one hundred and eighty-three. The total number of ballot papers rejected was thirty-two. Twelve for voting for too many candidates. 19 for being unmarked or wholly void for uncertainty, and one for interfering with the space-time continuum. And I do hereby give notice that the aforementioned Rachel Mace has been duly elected as the Member of Parliament for Radmuzabek. Party, a swing there. Of 9.5%. Uh, we can just listen in on Rachel Mace's victory speech there. Well, yes. Um, wow. Um, I'd like to take this opportunity to thank my fans, the director, the scriptwriter. Um, no, sorry, wrong speech. Um, yes, it's it's been a fun and exciting election, and I'm I'm glad that the people chose me over those other guys, yes. Um, obviously we will continue to work with the Groundlings, we will continue to do what is best for the people of Ragnar's Rock, and going forward I can only promise to try and make things better for everybody. Again, thank you to everybody who voted for me, I'm, 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 I'm blown away, I really am. Thank you, thank you, thank you, bye. This is good. <laughs> We're doing okay. Mm-hmm. It feels like we're doing okay. Uh, Anybody else wants a cat treat? <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm alright. Right. I've still got some leftover chicken here. Uh, <laughs> Ragnar's Rock didn't just have its fair share of thrills and spills. We also saw some legal action afterwards. Uh, the inquiry into the actions of the Fable Party um, 
Uh, let's start with uh, Dareth Moonbeam. Did you feel it was fair of the government to uh, essentially put you on trial? No. Would you like me to expand on, on yeah, why yes, I think please, it was? Yes, please, of course. Cool. Absolutely. Um, I think it was horrendously unfair, especially considering that judicial system is a um, uh, bit hellish. Mm. Um, all we were doing were trying to protect innocent citizens and the integrity of the value of their desires, unlike the Unicorn Party has done for a long time. And in fact, I think rather than the slaying of the dragon, what we were really being trialled on was our willingness to believe in other people's dreams. Yeah, that's uh, very moving. Uh, this campaign has brought up some serious legal issues, as we saw a formal inquiry into the actions of the Fable Party in Ragnar's Rock. I'm joined now by former Director of Public Prosecutions, the Golden Paladin, Sir Carrick Stars QC. Uh, Sir Carrick, thanks for joining us. Pleasure to be here. Now, we saw the case thrown out after a short hearing in the House of Lords. I understand this raised a few eyebrows. When I was Director of Public Prosecution, I made it very clear there need to be three tests for bringing a case to the House of Lords. One, is it a legal matter? Two, is it a criminal matter? And three, are the accused capable of surviving a gauntlet of horrifying nightmare monsters from beyond time? On all three <laughs> accounts, the government failed. Uh, but, but the accused did survive, There didn't was they? a very unfortunate death, though. A man tipped to be a future lord himself... Mr Conway de Cornwall. He was not one of the accused, no, though, was he? No, any death that results from a government-mandated trial is tragic, and it's vital that the government is held to account on this. And uh, how will they be held to account, then? Well, I'm going to moan and complain about it for a while. And you think that'll work? It's certainly worth a try, don't you think? Sir Carrick, thank you. Mr Pelicos, you were friends with uh, Conway. Uh, tell us about your relationship there. He was an old friend. Oh, I miss him. Would you, oh, dear. Would you say that the uh, death took a toll on you? Yes. It reminded me of my own mortality, which should never be done. <laughs> um, I understand uh, that uh, a new fashion boutique has just opened up, the uh, Conway de Cornwall Memorial Fashion Boutique. Uh, are you behind that at all? Um... I wasn't aware of it, but yes, I I happily support anything that continues Conway's name. And uh, do you think like he would have been a good lord had he uh, made it? Oh, good lord! Um, <laughs> well, I think we have been robbed of the opportunity to find out for certain, mm. and that is a criminal shame. Yes. Yes. Um, uh, Tilda Northwanderer, um, you uh, were involved in that uh, inquiry and solved a number of the um, puzzles the Lords set. Uh, were you surprised by their um, maze of crystals? I was very surprised by their maze of crystals because it's not what I would have expected from a parliamentary inquiry. I mean, I, I expected, you know, big men in wigs and, you know, shouting hammers and, you know, asking probing questions. I didn't expect creatures from some kind of beyond the dawn of time hellish netherworld and weird puzzles and a giant dome where you had to leap up and down and catch things. <laughs> um, 
was it was very odd. Um, I like the singing horse though. That was a good singing horse. Um, uh, Dareth Moonbeam, um, mm. you came into contact with a creature known as the Ooze whilst there. Um, do you feel like the uh, Ooze has seen... We've seen the last of the Ooze. I bloody well hope so. Um, the Ooze itself is... Um, of all of the hellish things we've um, encountered um, on this campaign, the Ooze is what keeps me up at night. Mm. Well, uh, I don't think you can deny the ooze, though. I think ooze denial is going to become harder and harder as as the ooze chooses more people. Mm. And I I came into this this campaign as a firm ooze denier, and I have I have seen the ooze, and I believe that the ooze is coming. Well, I do not believe that the ooze will choose, but <laughs> I believe that 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 oozing is is in all our future. Well, we have some breaking news. We are going now to Blismuth, the uh, constituency where Prime Minister Tarmac Goodlands herself is standing. Let's go to those results now. No, please, no applause necessary. I, Darius Alamar, the returning officer and famous bard of the constituency of Blismouth, hereby give notice that the total number of votes given for each candidate at the election of Winter 461 was as follows. Elmo Funston of the Joke Party, 69 votes. Lord Bucketfeet, Bucket Party, 420 votes. Ian Murder of Dunkip. 4,002 votes. Madam Doris Litch of the SDP, 7,038 votes. Poxley Dudley of Gunge, 4,623 votes. Gaunt Kirkhope, True Neutral, 5,382 votes. Scott Buckley of the Fable Party, 4,692 votes. And Tarmac Goodlands of Unicorn, 9,665 votes. I do hereby give notice that Tarmac Goodlands has been duly elected as the Member of Parliament for Blismuth. Tarmac keeping hold of her seat on what must be a disappointing night. Let's listen in on her uh, speech there. Constituents. Thank you for putting your trust in me tonight. The exit poll and early results seem to point towards a disappointing night. I hold this as a deep personal regret. I will maintain our principles and hold my head up high, knowing that this election was fought in the best way possible and with the best team behind me. I want to pay particular tribute to some close personal friends who were fighting the good fight right up to the end. Uh, my good friend Mr. Anderson Edens, uh, the bard who uh, you may have seen around. Uh, I also want to pay tribute to um, Sir Archibald Fletcher, uh, his uh, sterling wisdom certainly pointed us in interesting directions and to the uh, good, sneaky fellow, Mr. Joff, who I think was on our side. I don't know, it was a bit unclear towards the end there. Whatever the results tonight, we can all agree that moving forwards is in everybody's best interest. 
I will stay in place as MP for Blissmouth and will fight for the people of Blissmouth. However, if we have indeed lost this election, I will enter into discussion with my colleagues about the future of our party and the future of my leadership. It is my sincere hope that I will continue as your Prime Minister and would like to reiterate that we cannot know the full results until all the votes have been counted. All I can say for now is that whatever the results, I am proud to have fought a fair fight. Thank you. Prime Minister Tarmok there looking um, very disappointed in her party's performance tonight. Uh, coming up soon, we will have the Forest of Mean. Oh, I'm excited about that one. A very, <laughs> very exciting um, series of events happened there. The uh, resurrection of a former Prime Minister uh, almost took place. Um, let's talk now with um, Tilda North Wanderer. Uh, you got the chance to... Um, uh, go on an adventure with one of your childhood heroes. Uh, was that um, a dream come true, or did you find you should never meet your heroes? It was a dream come true. Jerry Childs is a dream. Falkenhoof is a dream. I am, uh, as you may or may not know, I am a Forest of Meany uh, mm. by birth. <laughs> um, and so to be back in my home county with my childhood heroes, defeating an unspeakable evil, was very satisfying. Uh, let's uh, hear from Trinity Wells, who is, I believe, talking to the candidate now. I'm here with one of my personal heroes, the saviour of the world, the girl with the sparkling sunglasses, the one and only... Oh. Oh, it's... it's you. Yes, it is I, Falconhoof, the loyal companion of the hero Jimmy Childs. You may remember us from our book series or our most recent adventures in defeating the Dark... Pr you were shit in book five. Yes, but I got better in the later books. I was a Jamie Lilly shipper. You were always getting in the way. Why couldn't you let them be in love? I don't understand why people keep saying this to me. Jamie's asexual. You know that, right? I scratched you off all my posters, you know. I'm sorry, are, are all political interviews like this? Mr. Falconhoof, thank you. Uh, thank you? Oh, always the bloody same. Jamie this, Jamie that. Falconhoof there. Um, Pelicost of Various, uh, what did you make of uh, Falconhoof? An entertaining chap. Uh, can hold his own. Quite stylish. Um, yes. Good chap. And uh, Dareth Moonbeam, uh, you saw mm. the Dark Prime Minister with your own eyes. Uh, that must have Ooh, yeah. been something of a nightmare-inducing uh, experience. Again, not as nightmarish as the ooze, but horrific. I think what we need to do moving forward is to make sure we never go back to those days again. Yes, uh, we've got those results from the Forest of Mean coming in uh, just now. Let's uh, go to that if we can. I be the automated returning officer for the constituency of the Forest of Mean. Hereby give notice that the total number of votes given for each candidate in the election of Winter 461 was as follows. Burns, Gordon, Dunk It, 2,128. Leaf, Leslie. SDP 
1,120. Masters, Tremas, Gunch Party, 2,632. Mr. Bland, True Neutral, 2,464. Hoof, Falcon, Fable, 7,952. Fletcher, Sir Archibald, 1,909. I do hereby give notice that Falcon Who has been duly elected as the Member of Parliament for Forest of Maine. Thank you, thank you, thank you very much. This is a great victory for the Forest of Maine and for me. Now, the people of this constituency have made their voice heard and they demand change, which is why my first job in office will be to start the work on introducing a tax on all automated point-of-service systems. Now, I know the big corporations might not like it, but the people of the Forest of Maine deserve better consumer choice and better employment opportunities. The revenue raised from this tax will go into running our public retraining workshops. These three sessions are designed to help workers acquire the skills and confidence they need to start tending bars again. Voters, your small act of democracy today has paved the way to a brighter tomorrow. As you know, nobody gets into this position without help. That's why I want to thank my political strategists, Dareth, Pelikos and Tilda, for their contributions to my campaign. And of course, where would I be without my trusted campaign manager and best friend, the lesser known but equally as important Jamie Childs? Jamie and I have fought many battles side by side, but this is our greatest victory yet. And you can read all about it in the brand new Fall of Thatch title, Book 31, Falcon Hoof's Ascendancy, available now in all good, non-automated bookstores. Falcon Hoof, out! <laughs> We only have a, f uh, f a few more seats left to go. I believe um, the results for Final Town, the last constituency, are just being counted. Uh, let's uh, go there now. Uh, Final Town, it looks like it has gone to the Gunge Party, interesting enough. But now we have the final results of this election. Uh, oh and God. I can reveal oh what exactly has happened, who has won, and where the country now stands. Let's uh, have a quick reminder of what our exit poll said. Our exit poll predicted uh, Unicorn on uh, 58. Fable could have gone as high as 76 or 71. Uh, two neutrals, we predicted 10. Uh, Gunge, 2. SDP, 1. Don't give nothing. So here are the final results. The Unicorn Party, 48 seats. That is a devastating showing. That is down 28 seats on last time. The Fable Party, 72. That is too short of a majority. That is up 8 seats. 
The True Neutrals on 12, oh, that is up so 6. Close. Gunge Party on 7, that is up 7. STP on 5, that is up 4. Dungep on 2, that is up 2. So there we have it. A exciting, an exciting night uh, that has to be said. I haven't seen an election quite like this. I'm joined now by Professor Verity Clever of the University of Bridgeford. Uh, Professor, you've seen nearly 400 elections. How does this compare? It absolutely doesn't compare. I'd be tempted to compare it to another election, but that would simply not do it justice. Uh, but really, because I, I would have thought the election of uh, 392 was quite similar. Well, well, obviously, I just thought that went without saying, didn't it? Why, just yesterday, I spoke with the Dean for Social Sciences, and she told me I haven't seen an election like this since 392. That's a uh, fantastic coincidence. I have the Dean for Social Sciences on the other line. Uh, Dr Mary Social Science, hello. Good evening. Now, uh, Professor Clever, when did you have this conversation with the Dean? It uh, was quite late at night. She might not remember. I must add that I do not have a call record of you ever phoning my office. Well, it wasn't the offices, it, it was your home. Uh, I don't have a home. Oh, bugger. Professor Clover, are you a real professor? I am... Um, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. We uh, have your parents on the other line now. Oh, God. Uh, Lady Beryl Clever, thank you for joining us. Uh, is there anything you'd like to say to your daughter? Yes, yes, I'd like to say, please, answer the letters we've been sending you. I will. I just have a lot on my plate right now. We should probably uh, talk with the therapist, Verity. As luck would have it, we have Dr Gerald Silence on the other line, a therapist working mostly with professors of election analysis. Uh, Dr Silence, thank you for joining us. Uh, thank, you, thank you for inviting me. Now, uh, what would you say to Verity Clever here if she were your patient? I would uh, talk to her openly about her problems in a safe environment. Well, I would say that this all started with my parents when I was five. We had just bought a puppy for the first time, and I absolutely adored it. And uh, how did this affect your ability to form meaningful relationships? I, I think it made it harder... Then it was all the times at school when I... <laughs> uh, I, I uh, I'm sorry, but we're going to have to interrupt you there. We have some more results coming in. But for now, very clever, Dr. Mary Social Science, Lady Bell Clever and Dr. Silence, thank you for joining us. Uh, no, no problem. No problem. No problem. Uh, we are going to take a quick break while we look into these results and try and recover... Peter Snow from the belly of the Ouroboros. Coming soon on the Best Bard Company. Run! Everybody out! It's no use. We'll never get out. What we really need is some sort of... Professor? It's a different life in time and space. It's wild. It's dangerous. It's exciting. You are an enemy of the dark. You will be excruciated. Professor, the dolls are going to excruciate all of us. 
Not if I reverse the neutrality of the proton flow. Professor, there's more of them! Homer, get out! Run! So if you want to do something incredible, if you want to stare death in the face and snatch someone from its jaws, if you want to see the universe at its best and its worst, well then, you better come with me. Professor Watts starts tomorrow night on The Best Bard Company. The studio lights dim for a moment as Jeremy Vine <laughs> goes off to get watered. Pelikos, you are uh, sat on the sofa with the hammer hand, and uh, then you go and get some biscuits from the reflection from the refreshments era uh, area. Um, then you are approached by a young woman in a cap and gown, and she says, "Ah, Mr. Pelikos, uh, I'm the new dean of Bridgeford University, Lillian Skell. Uh, she's quite tall. She sways a little on the spot." Uh, she reaches out a tiny hand to shake. Hello, I kiss her hand. If she allows. Uh, she nearly topples over and like goes. Oh, steady, steady, steady down there. Okay. <laughs> we uh, have a few um, jobs going at the university, and a man with such sartorial uh, in- instincts such as yourself, we were wondering if uh, you'd like to, uh, if you'd like a job in our faculty as a professor of fashion. Well, that's quite an offer. I I, I could be tempted. Why don't we talk about it some more? I shall pull her by the hand. (laughs) Uh, Okay, I won't make you do a strength check, but you pull her by the hand and she seems to split in half and uh, two small children are revealed uh, to be inside this gown. She goes, oh shit, oh no, we've been, we've been, please don't tell anyone. We just... I don't know how we managed to end up as dean of the school. It, it started out as a prank. We just went a bit too far. Please don't tell anyone. Your secret's safe. Just, <clears throat> you might need to get somebody else for the school of fashion. Oh, not, not interested? Well, <clears throat> maybe next year. Oh, come on, Pelicos. If two children in a trench coat tell you that you should do something, you should totally do it. <laughs> <laughs> do you think so? Yes, yes, it's a rule. I thought the professorship of fashion was one of those that changed every year, a bit like the Defense Against the Dark Arts. Do you want to be the, <laughs> an, an emeritus professional of fashion forever? You'd get hmm. bored. Okay, 12 months. It's a deal. And then they awkwardly stand on each other's shoulders again and go wobbling off. Uh, Tilda, <laughs> Tilda, yeah, you head into the uh, canteen for some uh, coffee and biscuits oh. and cake and pudding and more cake. Uh, I imagine you're feeling kind of buzzed. I am relieved um, and happy for Gorlack uh, and, and a bit worried about who we're going to, you know, form a coalition with. And I'm kind of hoping it's the the oozes and not the dunkips. Um, mm-hmm. I, I like the oozes. Uh, a tall man in a smart-looking suit. Is, it, is he tall, he tall, or is he just tall you. compared to me? I mean, both. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, elvish-looking, yeah. tall, slender, that kind of guy, and he says, "Hello, I'm Harry Percy. I've seen a lot of your work, Miss Northwonder, and I'm 
very impressed. A lot of people have been very impressed. How would you feel about a life on the espionage side? And he opens his briefcase to reveal a halfling-sized tuxedo. It has an elastic waistband, secret pockets for biscuits, uh, it's arrow-proof, very breathable. Ooh, Ooh I'm, I'm tempted. What would I have to do? I mean, is it going to be hard work and are there going to be food? Well, yeah, we can definitely offer a handsome wage packet. Uh, you, you'll be uh, working to make sure people like Malzar don't threaten us again. We, uh, we did rather drop the ball on that one. Um, uh, oh, oh no. Another man stumbles into the room and blunders his way towards you. Percy! Percy, I see you there, Percy! Oh god, sorry about this. Hello, Sir Waxington. Shh! Don't tell him my name, it's a secret! Of course, sir. Do excuse me, I'm, I'm having a meeting. Uh, Tilda, we are having a meeting, aren't we? Um, yes, I think so. I mean, I don't know, you just offered me a nice fancy suit with, with biscuit pockets and I'm very tempted, but I'm not quite sure what it is you want me to do. Percy, I have some very distressing news that'll set your hair on end. What is it, sir? You're a spy! Thank you, sir. As I said, ah! Lady Northwander, do you know what Percy is? And he pokes him in the face. Is he a spy? He's a spy, <laughs> aren't you? Wow. Spy. Sure. Yes, yes, sir. We are both spies. I'm trying to recruit Tilda as a spy. Halflings are notoriously good at moving unseen. Shh. No, I'm a super spy. Don't tell anyone. Listen, Northy. Northy, what's it? Do you want to be a super spy like Do me? Do I get a cape well, if I'm a super spy? We can arrange a cape. You don't want to be a boring spy like Percy here. No, I definitely want to be a super spy if that means cake and more biscuits. Tilda, Sir Waxington works for the Ministry of Eyes Section 6. They deal with international espionage. There would be a lot of uh, jet setting and uh, travel, uh, lots of time in airports. Whereas I represent MIs 5. We deal with internal matters of security. You'd be able to work from home a lot more. <clears throat> Airport um, working in my pyjamas really close to the cake barrel. Um, I'm going to go with the pyjamas, job. Excellent. Well, here's my car. Do swing by Ten's house if you make a decision. And he slips a nice-looking business card into your pocket. I have a card too. And he puts a post-it note on your face, and the post-it note just has spy written on it. Now you're a spy. And they go uh, tottering off. Dareth, you're hanging out in the green room, jamming with a few other bards who are hanging around. What kind of jams are you playing? I think we're doing just some trad folk stuff. I think that's a sort of seething balm that we need after the stress of an election. Uh, eventually, all your other bandmates quote-unquote, um, stand up and look kind of terrified and go hurrying out the back door. And you turn around to see Alzar standing, smoking right underneath a no-smoking sign. Do you ever get bored of that reaction, Alzar? <sighs> nope. <laughs> Moonbeam, you can play a song better than most, you lucky bastard. You're not taking my powers. <laughs> look, i not got much fight left in me. 
This election took it all and we didn't even get a majority. I'm going to uh, recommend you for my job, what do you say? Wait, for your job? Director of Communications. I don't I need to have had like three previous roles and be promoted up to your job? Shit, you're right. <laughs> Alright, I'll make sure there's a, um, uh, a gap in the employment for press office. How does that sound? Sounds pretty cushy. Yeah. All right, I'll go and make that vacancy. And she pulls out a cutlass and goes marching out the door. Wait, um, please don't do a... Okay, fine. Do a stab. You deserve it. (laughs) An hour or so later, you enter the counting room and the Fable Party HQ. The table's empty. There's a sweeper cleaning up discarded papers and spoiled ballots. Uh, Gorak is sitting on a stage, uh, his legs dangling on the off the edge. He waves at you as you enter. Hello, friends. I asked them to give me a moment before the big speech. I cannot thank you enough for all your work. That's no problem. It seems we've got a job out of it. I'm not too sure what I'm going to do with it. Oh, what what are you uh, going to be up to? I seem to be a professor of fashion. Ah, well, uh, I wouldn't wouldn't have hired a better person. <laughs> Uh, Tilda, you... Uh... If this means I have to teach people, I think I'm in trouble. <laughs> Tilda, that's rather a fetching tuxedo you've got on there. Do you like my post-it note as well? It, it says, says spy. spy, yes. Um, yes. <laughs> are you a spy now? Uh, apparently I am a spy, but I'm like a work-from-home spy. Ah, well, it's probably for the best, probably the safest in the current environment. Uh, it means I can spy in my PJs. Dareth, I uh, heard from Alzard that there's a vacancy in the press office that you're interested in. Yeah, I'm probably going to take it. Excellent. It'd be wonderful to to work with you again. Well, friends, this has truly been an incredible journey. I hope we can do this again sometime. If not, uh, I shall miss you all. Well, we'll, we'll we'll, we'll literally stay in touch. I imagine I'll be polishing your speeches for some time to come. Um... A person sort of uh, pokes their head around there and gives Gorlock a nod and he returns it. Uh, he swings down from the stage and uh, he gives you all a big group hug. Oh, oh. He's so Yay, group hug. Uh, he steps back and sort of straightens his uh, tie and his um, lapels and says, Well, wish me luck. Good luck. Good luck. Not that you need it because one. <laughs> More or less, yes. I had a quick word with uh, the true neutrals. They're happy to prop us up. Um, it'd be an interesting five years ahead of us. <laughs> okay, speech time. Uh, you got this. He uh, heads out the door and you follow for a little while. You're led outside and you can already hear the crowds. There's a pavilion set up in front and uh, you are ushered behind it. Uh, there's a set of stairs leading to a small stage. Uh, there are people who are pushing around, clapping Golak on the shoulder and grinning. Uh, Golak eventually turns to you all before he heads up on stage. And yes, I believe we can go live now to Fable HQ, where a sizable crowd has gathered in the quad there, uh, made up of Fable support. Supporters, members, and staff, and uh, yes, yes, I think Gorlak himself is coming up to give his speech now. Let's listen in. 
A new dawn has broken, has it not? We always said that if we had the courage to change, then we could. And we did. On this night, it is not simply a victory for the Fable Party. It is a victory for each and every person in this country. It is a victory for people who stood out in the cold for hours waiting to cast their ballots. It is a victory for people who have been kept out of politics for far too long. Held back by walls, locked gates, toll bridges. It is a victory for those who have yearned to see their dreams fulfilled, even as their wealth was being stolen and hoarded away. It is a victory for those who saw power corrupting the very people sent to protect them. A victory for honest working people who did not ask to have dangerous games played with their lives, their minds, or their futures. It is a victory for those who have fought against corruption, against lies, deception, and murder. This is a people's victory. This is a victory for those who have been told for so long to be cynical and fearful and doubtful of what can be achieved. Gone are the days of violent backstabbing and corruption. We shall put forward a plan to make politics itself better and leave it a better ground for future generations. We have a better plan for a better future. We shall no longer give power and influence to the biggest bullies in the room, but power back in the hands of working people. We will put power in the hands of kind people and in the hands of good people. For too long, we have been saying but never given the chance to do. Yet the only purpose in being in politics is to do, to get things done, to make things happen, to make things better. Now we have that chance, and we take that responsibility upon us, and we shall make this country as proud of us as we are as proud of them tonight. So go forth. Our dream does not end with one election. Our work does not end with the ballot box. It begins with it. Forward now to a better future, a brighter future. Thank you. And there we have it. Gorlach the Pachimia there, paying tribute to his party and his vision for it, and indeed the country. Uh, as we can see him there on stage, he is with his husband, Croc. They have been married for 17 years now, and a very uh, loving relationship it seems to be uh, the new cute couple in Downing Street, it would appear. Gorlach the Betrayer, Croc the Betrayer. Very, very uh, adorable. Uh, let's get some um, reaction just as uh, Golak is leaving the stage there. Uh, oh, also on stage there, we can see um, now retiring Director of Communications, uh, Alzar Kadir, uh, bowing out after an election victory. 
Uh, we can also just see uh, behind her Mr. Uh, Peter, son of Mandel, uh, and some of the uh, international campaigners who uh, I believe we will be seeing more of in the coming months and years, indeed, it may seem. Uh, back in the studio, uh, let's uh, get some final reaction from our guests. Uh, let's start with uh, Tilda Northwanderer. Uh, how do you feel about this uh, seeming victory? Uh, I'm really proud of Gorlack. Uh, he is lovely. Um, I think that he will make a good Goblin Prime Minister, the first, hopefully, of many Goblin Prime Ministers. Um, I One day, maybe there will be a Halfling Prime Minister, I don't know. Um, that would be nice. But I think it's opened up opportunities for the smaller races to see that they can be involved in politics and they can win. And I've got a new job, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I understand that you're not allowed to tell us about your new job. Um, what, my new job is a spy? No, I'm not allowed to tell you. It's top oh. secret. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Death Moonbeam, any uh, last mm. thoughts? I, um, I'm so proud to have been part of this this whole campaign um, and what we've achieved here and it makes me so grateful that Gorlack quite rightly spoke about the need to do and politics starting at the ballot box and building a better future and it's wonderful to stand here tonight with hope that's, that's rather ex excellent um, uh, Pelicos the Various uh, what are your uh, yes, uh, thoughts? Professor Perry. Uh, Professor Pelicans. Professor yes. Pelicans. <laughs> yes. I've got a new job too. You may have noticed. Um, <laughs> Professor Pelicans, the academic. Um, <laughs> of course. Right. Where was I? Yes. Sitting here. Um, of course. Don't they look good together? First off. Oh yes. Uh, Excellent. Um, speaking as an expert, as a passion. As I am, um, I have to say that um, I really do hope that Golak's new spirit of inclusivity will become much more than just a passing fad. And on a personal note, I would like to point out that I made a thousand gold pieces from an accumulator on this election, so <laughs> it's all really gone really well. Well done. <laughs> Excellent. Well, uh, you, you can buy you can buy us all the cake then. Yes, cakes on me. <laughs> yeah. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this has certainly been one of the most fascinating and unpredictable elections of modern times. Uh, five years down the line, we shall see if Gorlak the Betrayer remains in place and what new policies he may bring in, and if he can make those extra special changes to the country he so desires and will he be able to hold together that coalition uh, we shall see in the coming days who he goes into coalition with and how that affects the country going forward for now i must say thank you to everyone for being a part of this thank you to our audience of tremendous people who have been so supportive throughout I would like to give a special thanks to some of our special guests tonight. Uh, Bronwyn Phoenix, uh, Matthew Davison, Bethany Black, Tanya Lovelace, David Landon Cole, Genevieve Savion, S. Naomi Scott, Chris Beatty, Jamie Scotto, Pete Sutton. And of course, who could forget the brilliant talents of Matt Corner as Peter Snow.
Our extra special thanks to Aim Phoenix, Stephen Poor, Joanne Cook, jo- and Joanne Hall for being executive producers and stars of this adventure. Theme music, of course, was the news team by Dr. Hollywood, Matt Corner. Could we also extend our thanks to Joel Corner for being an absolutely outstanding DM, friend, and storyteller? And to Anna Smith Spark, who wasn't mentioned. Anna Smith Spark, of course, who I couldn't get for this um, episode, unfortunately. so, uh, season two, hopefully, will be coming soon. Mm-hmm. We are going on a small hiatus while we recover ourselves and uh, prepare ourselves in isolation for a... We hope that many other people recover too. Yes, we hope many other people yeah. recover too. Uh, but Every, everybody needs to recover themselves. Uh, but for Is anybody else crying? This has been a... I'm feeling a bit emotional. <laughs> this has been a very special experience for me, uh, and I hope for the rest of you. Uh, but before we go, we have just one last interview to go to. After what's been dubbed one of the most devastating election results for a generation, the Unicorn Party is licking its wounds and wondering how they can claw their way back. I'm joined now by the former Mayor of Parliament Hexagon, Bungling Uncle Boris. Mr. Boris, you must be disappointed by this result. Disappointed? No, no, I've got plenty of points. Look here, I can point with one finger, I can point with two fingers. Lots and lots of fingers. Oh, flubber-bloop, clumber-lop. I'm sorry, what? It's Elvish. Oh, I had no idea you knew Elvish. There's lots of people don't know about me. Hey, smell my flower. No, thank you. Now, let's talk about the economy. As Mary famously ran a gigantic deficit, Mr. Boris, what do you say to the accusations that you assaulted a police officer and... <laughs> Look at this funny giraffe. A big, long neck, almost long as mine. Oh, wait a moment. That's not my neck I'm talking about. Why won't they listen to me? I've been researching you, Mr. Boris. You've done some shady things. Shady? Shady bores me? I would never do anything underhanded, except perhaps to pass some money under the table. Will you please answer my questions? <laughs> Come on, Fiona, join in the fun. Don't you want to be on the fun? <laughs> <laughs> oh, <God. laughs>